Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. Today is Women's History Month, and we are continuing to celebrate our favorite ladies in my Rolodex. Audrey Hope is an award-winning certified addiction and trauma therapist. A multi-talented force in the healing arts for over 20 years, Audrey Hope uses her revolutionary healing techniques to get to the root of the root of various problems with addiction, trauma, and relationships. Her spiritual modalities guide patients to a new frontier in healing to achieve inner peace. Audrey believes that one must go beyond the rational mind and the traditional boundaries of therapy to inspire real transformation. And I couldn't agree more. Please join me in welcoming to the show, my therapist, dear friend, <laughs> confidant, mentor, and so much more, the one and only Audrey Hope. Wow. It sounds great. I give it all back to you. I feel that way about you. Oh my gosh. It's just this mutual obsession that we have with each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, any, any extra hour we can spend with each other. It's like, let's do a weekly podcast. Oh, how are you? How's your day? Good, good. Um, you know, the world needs healing. The world needs some inspiration. So this is a perfect time to do this. Absolutely. And you've been very busy lately. I mean, you've always been a very busy woman, but your, your practice, your healing has really been on the upswing recently. Yes. During COVID, yes, it has definitely increased. People are in all sorts of turmoil because they're, and it's not only the issue of COVID, it's other issues that have come up because of it, right? right. So it's a good thing to do it all at once. Bring it on, whatever's coming up. I always say whatever comes to the front door, don't push it away and heal it. So yes, I've been very busy with all sorts of interesting stories of people. And I also work at the rehab, Seasons Rehab. So a lot of addiction, trauma, a lot of people are checked in. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's, uh, that's self-love. Um, time for healing. You have to take yes. the time and space for it, right? People always say, well, how do you begin? You just make, you honor the time and space for it. You don't keep running from exactly. your troubles because you cannot run anymore. Exactly. Um, you've definitely helped me lean into so many things that, you know, I've gone through in life and I'm very grateful for you. It's funny. We've been working together for, I want to say almost two years now. Has it been two years? I think so. I think it's been two, maybe even a little bit more, two years for sure. Um, and it's funny because sometimes I go to meet with you and I think I'm fine. Everything's great. And that's the, those are the days where I'm with you for four hours, not one. And we, <laughs> and we unpack all of these you know, hidden nuggets where I'm like, I thought I was doing great over here, but look at all these, you know, little things I need to work on. Right. Um, and it's fascinating for me to go on journeys with people because, you know, you get to see the change and the transformation. And my goal is to make sure that everyone gets their dreams, whatever it is, a relationship, right? Or, you know, feeling better, inner peace, healing the relationship with your family. It's got to be in the real world. Things have to land in the real world. It's, it's very important that I make that point, you know, that people get what they want. You manifest by healing, I say. Yeah, well, what you do works wonders. And I'm very, again, I'm very grateful for you. 
we obviously met a couple of years ago. You are very much into your career and I was, you know, a fully formed adult, but I would love to know what little Audrey was like. Oh, wow. What a question. Okay. Well, because to me, you've always been like this. Like I can't no, imagine no, you any no, other no, way. No. <laughs> they say you teach it to learn it, right? Mm. And you learn it to teach it. It works both ways, horse and miracles. When I was little, though, I grew up in Brooklyn and Queens, right? So I'm definitely a New Yorker. But I always felt different. There's no doubt about that. I always felt I was getting ready for something great. So while the other kids were out dating, playing, I was getting ready. And I was, and it was a mission. I always, I, I, they say that still small voice within, well, I heard it. And so I was studying, I found teachers, I went off to Europe. I just wanted to be the best that I could be. And that journey was me as a little girl. And I just always knew it. How young were you when you first heard that inner voice? Oh boy. Um, I remember sitting, listening to my sister's albums, you know, um, maybe it was Rubber Soul, Simon and Garfunkel, I don't know, one of these albums, and just sitting, listening and thinking, oh my God, you know, something's hit me hard. I'm, 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 I'm just really not like everybody else. But the intuitive gifts developed much, much later because I really believe as you heal your issues, you kind of clear for the spiritual and intuitive gifts to come. It's an important thing that people know that it's like the two for one. You heal your issues, but you also get more intuitive. So these intuitive gifts each time, have just like each year, each thing I go through, they just keep increasing. And I, and I think they do that because I'm really in, in, in passionate about helping people, whatever you need, right? I say, I would like to be a one-stop shop. Like if you need to talk to your relative who passed over to the other side, if you need, um, you know, to know something about your future, I will be able to tune in. And those gifts came gradually. As you can notice in yourself, right, Marin? They're, they're coming, the signs, Absolutely. the intuitive gifts. They do come to people and it's fascinating to, to watch people stop paying attention to their mind and go into their heart and listen to the signs of the universe because that's where the magic is. So for all intents and purposes, for maybe some of our listeners who haven't tapped into their intuition or they don't know what that little voice sounds like or they don't know what that feeling is because it is a muscle and it does need to be developed over time. Can anyone access their intuition? Is it available to everyone? Absolutely everyone. <laughs> and some people say, well, what do I do? So I'll say, okay, here's the thing. Sit on the couch and don't move, okay? <laughs> Which is so opposite of running and running and running. Just sit still and begin even a little prayer. You know, dear universe, show me the way. Give me the signs. I'm ready to live my life purpose and my true, true passion. So you almost like let go and surrender and let it come to you. But to start off with intuition, I'll start off with nature. And I'll, I may start off with the animal kingdom, like which animal, which, which animal comes to you in your dreams? Or do you see something, a bird or a eagle or something? 
and then look up the meaning of the animal totem. And that's a way to begin psychic training for everyone. And to riff on that, everyone does have the ability to potentially be psychic in a sense. That's Absolute, it's, it's, just derivative of, it's a derivative of, of your intuition. Completely. And, you know, they say women have intuition. Our brains are wired for 365 degrees all around. Men are right, left brain, mm -hmm. but men too have it. And, you know, I, there are, there are ways to do it. Pay attention. Um, see what, what comes, see who's calling you. You just start to watch in a different way. You get out of the way and you watch what comes to you as you experimented in your move. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm like getting teary eyed because everything that you're saying, what the first time I heard it, I didn't understand it, but now I've lived through so many of the exercises and so many of the, so much of the language and the exercises that I didn't get at first. And now that's just my truth in my life now. So there's yes, definitely yes. Be, there's been a huge shift in Marin pre Audrey and Marin, you know, not post Audrey, cause it's not after Audrey, you're still very much in my life, but you know, pre Audrey Marin and then now Audrey Marin. Yes. Cause you bring up a good point. You have to experience, you have to experience the change. You have to experiment with it. I do not want anyone. I bow like the namaste, the divinity in me salutes the divinity in you. I only want the person I'm working with to become their best self, whatever that is, you see, but you have to find the truth within. You cannot be programmed and listen to a scorecard for anyone. And so you have to experiment with this and then find out that it works to watch. You'll end up at the right apartment, the right office space, the right thing. You could experiment. That's what I do with all my clients. Listen, don't believe me. Just give it a week. Give it two and, and, and find it for yourself. I love that. Um, do you remember your first memory of being a healer? I could, I, I, a story is coming to me. Um, so a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's all started for me in a woman's clothing store, really, when I got to LA, because, you know, I'm, I was very passionate about helping women with self-esteem. And when I worked in the women's clothing store, no one liked their bodies. No, not one woman liked her body. And I decided I had to do something with that. So I created a talk show, Real Women, Positive Role Models for Women, which to this day I'm completely proud of because I was like doing it all on my own. This is way, I was like one of the first people on YouTube. So um, then, then after that, I was seeing what was going on with women and people were coming to my house and leaving little, some money in the teacup. It just started building. But then I said, universe, I'm ready for the big change. I'm going to wait on it. And then I'm going to answer the phone or I'm going to just use my hand or answer the door. And someone called me. I had to follow the experiment. I ended up at rehab. I ended up working at rehab. I didn't even know there was such a thing. But as I was saying yes to that, because they hired me, offered me a lot of money, mm -hmm. um, I started realizing that when I was with the doctors and the pharmacologists, I started realizing that I was, I can get teary-eyed, that I was making quite an impact. 
it blew me away because I was working on the soul. It wasn't anything they were talking about. It was just something I found on my own. Common sense with the soul. And people were just doing so well. So all of that, you know, those diagnoses and everything, it, 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 I just found my own way. And I know that the universe opened the door for that. So that's when I really knew I'm on to something. People's, my, one of my first clients was someone who was a famous painter and he stopped painting. And I took him back to when he was a little kid and we healed something. All of a sudden he goes up to the roof in the rehab and he didn't stop painting. He must've made 20 paintings. He just didn't stop. It just opened a portal for him. So that's when I knew from that guy, wow, I'm onto something with the soul. You know, I was talking about the soul for many years. No, people thought I was crazy. They did. I, it was really difficult. Let me tell you, it was difficult. I wanted to ask you about that yeah. because I can imagine that in this, during these times when it is the quote great awakening and people are, um, at least from my experience, more receptive to different uh, modalities of healing. Um, but I can imagine earlier on when you were, you know, exploring and practicing these gifts that many people were not receptive to them. So I would love, like to kind of go through what that journey was like with you. I was in the trenches. I did have great support. I was just on a, a show with Dr. Randall, who was one of the doctors who supported me through this, which was incredible. She's a medical doctor and she saw me and she appreciated what I was doing. But I had a team of people who were really supportive. Um, and that was a big thing. There was no blockage to it, but it was a battle and you need, and I needed a lot of confidence. And the thing that got me through it was, and what I teach is the alignment to the self, the sovereignty of the self. You have to plug in the iPhone to yourself and marry yourself. And you have to anchor into that. And you can't let people move you in the boat. You have to stay anchored. And I stayed anchored because I knew in my heart and soul that I was really doing what was necessary. And that has carried me through all of that. And the challenges are still there in mental health. The diagnosis is, you know, I just had a client the other day that, you know, was diagnosed with a tremor. And I said, let's look deeper. Her hand was, and I said, I think there's some rage in there. And we took her through and her whole body started and she was screaming at her mother and she turned into this 10 year old really angry. So we get sick for deep soul reasons. And I think, Challenge is good, Marin. I think challenge is good. I think pain is good. I think pain is good in COVID. People need to understand that. Pain is the fuel that on our knees we begin to look up. That's an important thing of this journey. It doesn't end. And you have to know energetically you're always challenged. Take the challenge because it will lead you someplace. So beautiful. When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I was always an actress. I was always. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, always. I act now. I, I, I did a movie. I played a homeless. Yeah, always. I was, um, yeah, in plays, Shakespeare, you know. Um, I was, um, oh, I remember I was a journalist too. I was always a writer. I write too. And I went to um, New York. I was at the journalism school for a time. And um, the teacher said to me, Audrey, we're going to give you a special job. He said, you're going to be a host and you're going to do all the gossip in Hollywood. 
and every and he made me like even then bring up all these perspectives about that and so you know i and then i would when i was acting people always said i was you know i was a star i was always you know i was discovered in the little miss america pageant when i was little i didn't know that yeah. in this big group this asian came thousands of people palisades park came over this agent came over and said she's got something bring her in and i was auditioning you know all the time and um yeah so i've done a lot of i traveled around in england with a with a group commedia dell'arte um yeah so um i'm still acting now that's beautiful but, you know I i'm acting no i'm acting as a therapist now <laughs> i know right too. i guess it makes sense because when we get together we talk about me mostly but <laughs> I love yes, knowing but that. I mean, I have that. It's all presentational. It's all, you know, I, I write and um, I've created shows for TV. Um, yes, yes. I pitch shows. I have someone who came to me and wants, I'm creating a show now um, called The Spiritual Huntress. And it's a team of people looking at the soul. So we're on that. So I was always in all of it. And you know what? We can do all of it. It's multidimensional, all of it. You know, the more you're clear and you don't, the more self-esteem you have, the more you can do in a day. Absolutely. I know that from personal experience. Absolutely. Is that what brought you to LA acting? Brought me to LA. I was acting, like I said, all the time, always. Um, but when I worked at that woman's clothing store, you know, I grew up with clothes. My father had a clothing store. So I was always dressing people. I love that too, or styling people. And um I really became passionate about hearing women's stories. And so I said, women are brainwashed. They, they brought into the history, his story. They brought into the cultural BS. They open a magazine, they feel old and ugly. And I said, it's all, and plus acting, they're always trying to change you. And then the women's images in the world is very powerful. So I was very much into media images of women and I became passionate. And then I said, I got to start a show. And then what happened from there is I started interviewing great women who later became very famous. I mean, I have a roster of women I was behind the blue screen. I got cameras, everything. And they have written best-selling books and everything. And I have them pretty much at the beginning, which is quite something. And I won awards for it too. Yes. I just won an award from the governor for my, for my work in the media. Amazing. Congratulations. And I went, when I went to pick up my award, it was all these great women, very, very, very wealthy women. And I sat at the table with them and I had to make a speech, but no one told me. No one told me I had to make a speech. So I'm going up to collect this award and I'm thinking, I better say something. I, I, I'm, I'm freaking out. And I don't know, something just came out of my mouth. But I have the award somewhere on my, where is that? Anyway, it's somewhere. It's very special to me. Congratulations, well-deserved. I wanna talk about your journey a little bit more. What is one moment that changed the trajectory of your career forever? If you could pick one moment, um, oh my, there are so many, there's so many. 
you know, I'm thinking about the journeys that I shared with people when, you know, the, like I said, the cork popped and all of a sudden they weren't suffering anymore. Each person has that moment that I've been with. That's very special to me. It's in me. It's like, it's in my body. You know, the woman who had a miscarriage, who was freaking out about that. And then I took her through why she was, why she had the miscarriage fears of being a mother. And then she just had a baby and her middle name is my name. They named after me. I have that at the woman who was in a terrible divorce week. And then I said, do this manifestation stuff. We healed it. She kind of met the same guy, which could have been a disaster. I said, move it through it fast. And she did, she dumped him. And then she's with the same guy now and it's her dream guy. So I have all these, all these moments of, of these people changing and they're like strings. And every once in a while I'll get a call. Well, you know, Audrey, 15 years ago, you did that. I had that the other day, you helped me. And I'm like, wow, what 20 years ago? I remember when you did this? And that's very rewarding because I think because I was, you have to be true to yourself on the journey. And I think what I would like to say is you can't follow anyone else's dream. And that takes courage. It really does. It takes tremendous courage to not do what your mom and dad want you to do. And we all have some programming, religious programming, parental programming. But if you could break free of that and live your own life, follow your bliss, that has rewards. It's a definite, definite success route, happiness what if, route. What if someone says, I have that programming or a version of that programming and I want to break free of it, but I don't know what tools that I have. I don't maybe have the financial means to work with someone like an Audrey Hope. What is something that someone or one of our listeners can do to at least start on that journey? Well, they have to ask their inner child to come back to them. They could sit down, close their eyes and say, how old are you? And see what age comes up just like that. And you may see usually five, six, seven or eight. It's very young when the programming happening. It was seven for me. Yeah, because we get criticized. And as I told you, criticism is very bad. Criticism is very dangerous as a, to a little girl and a little boy because of this. It's not what other people do to us that's the problem that we can solve in therapy, psycho, psychoanalysis. But it's what we do to ourselves because of it. So you find out in soul healing at the root of the root that if your parents criticize you, you end up criticizing you. And that piece of self-abandonment is what I call the soul wound that everyone can heal, even if it's real trauma. Even, oh my God, sexual abuse, which is the worst. You can take your power back from that. That's what I call a soul retrieval, where you take back your energy from the event and you don't energetically let it stop you because we're walking around on 5% of our energy. And energy is something I'm working with, with the doctors that are, that are patients. They're exhausted. They don't have any routine to get rid of the energy. They're in surgery for 17 hours. You've got to understand the sacred language of energy, where we gave our energy away and who took it. And everyone knows it. I've had groups where I've said, who took your energy? Close your eyes. 
And not one person ever has not been able to answer that question. As a matter of fact, they answer it right away. My ex, my this, my mother, my father. I say, okay, we got to get that back, cut the strings and don't allow it anymore. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? Because um, I, everyone needs to know the, that question, by the way, that's an amazing question because that's what takes you to the authenticity. I do it because I have to, because that's mm. why I'm here, because it's sewn into my DNA, because it's what's needed. And I've always known this time period is going to happen. I didn't realize it would be COVID. I thought it was going to be maybe an earthquake. I knew something was coming. I've been, you know, the great teachers of the world in all the books have said this prophesized time period where we would have this chance again. I had no idea it would be COVID. But look at it now. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. So where the pain is, is where you have to look. So COVID's an amazing experience for all of us. Sorry for all the people who we've lost and have suffered. But if you ask people, they'll tell you how they changed through mm -hmm. this experience. You just did, or you just wrote an article for a publication called The List, speaking to how the pandemic has shaped relationships forever. What is the one main thing that you want your readers to take away from that article? It was beautifully written and it was very, I know. I, I, I very concise. Yeah, I forgot about it, you know, how it's a fast track way to see the truth of who you're with. Like, why waste time? Pull the Band-Aid off. If you're with the wrong person, you have to get to the right person, you see? So I work a lot with relationships because, you know, Marin, eventually, no matter what anybody comes in for, it's always relationships. It always comes down to relationships. So I say, use the relationships as a mirror as a mirror, not what this person did to me, but what I'm supposed to learn because of it. And if for every, if you have some listeners that are looking for a true love, do that and really see the pattern of the relationships, track it and see what it means for you. Stand on the stage with all those old relationships and see what it is, the pattern. If you could find the pattern and see what you're supposed to heal, you can save a lot of time. So relationships are a mirror. So with COVID, it rips off the Band-Aid. You're stuck. You know, you've been with the person. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't know if I want to be with this person anymore. That's a good thing. We're not wasting any time. So heartache, crack open the heart to let the light in. I love that. How many clients do you think you've seen over the years? I, I can't, uh, uh, nobody's asked me that. I, I would say hun hundreds. Hundreds. A lot of celebrities uh, too. That's amazing. I mean, we all need healing and Lord knows the, the crazy world of Hollywood. There's lots, uh, there's lots going on there. And, they, and we all suffer the same. Yes. Yes. What would your advice be to someone who's struggling to turn their gift into a career in the healing space as you have? The gift is the career, by the way. By the way, mm -hmm. the gift will bring you abundance. Absolutely. But you have to trust it, right? So you can block things by your mind, how you think, your fears. What's the roadblock to you just 
surrendering and allowing it to come in. You got to look at that. Fear is a great roadblock. It has to be cleared. So let go and do that experiment. Okay, I don't see how it's going to happen. And let go and out of the blue. And that's also how I met my husband, out of the blue. You do I'd all love the- to talk about that. Well, you do all your work. You heal your issues. You look at them honestly. You bravely go through it. You don't miss anything. You just watch what comes. You get committed to that track. And then you release it to a higher matchmaker and say, okay, and then listen to the messages. And that's what I did. And um, I heard go on plentyoffish.com. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to go on a site. Like, I don't want to. And I couldn't sleep. And I said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to. And I did really fast. And I saw this guy and he's, he's cute. You know, I want to save the world. Okay. I thought that's good. And I got off and I ended up marrying him. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> um, but I would never have gone on that site unless it was something. You see, we get messages. People have to learn how to listen. I want to talk about the messages because messages can come in different ways, different forms. Can you speak to some of the different ways that people can receive messages? Because mine are very different than yours might be versus someone else. Yes, everybody. Thank you for asking that. Everybody has different intuitive gifts and some people feel it, but through the senses, see it, just know. I have a friend, she goes, wait, I'm getting chills. <laughs> so she gets it through the chills. Some people see it, you know, in a visual. So you have to experiment with it and see how you get it. You know, people say, I just have a feeling or I don't know why I feel this way. There's like a language. They go, oh, it's so weird. I feel like I've known you before. Or it's so weird. I feel like I had to call you. Anytime you say weird, you're, you're in the intuitive language. For me, my signs are physical. So if someone, yes. Yes. someone has like a physical manifestation, can you speak to that? Okay. You are, it's, it's so easy. You know, you get it through your body. Your body will talk to you and get your attention. I've, I haven't seen anybody quite like you getting it, you know, like if you got like a cut or a, a, a bruise or an accident or something, right. That's how you get it. And, you know, we've been working on, you know, please make it gentler. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, so just to kind of let everyone know that the way that they can, everyone's journey of becoming intuitive and listening to messages and receiving messages is different. Completely different. And you have to learn how that is. Yes. You have to learn how you how it speaks to you. I mean, sometimes I had a client who can do it with a pen. She was writing and everything was coming through a pen. I mean, that can be like an automatic handwriting too. I mean, we are so much more than we think we are. Okay. The next level is the soul. The, we had that, these multidimensional beings, you know, I don't know why everyone's so afraid of it because come on, look at the sky, look at the stars. It's all out there. Look at nature, try and explain nature. There's no way, right? The wow. I say, wow. Anything that's a wow is beyond what we can. They don't even know how babies are born, really, how it really happens. It's, it's a mystery. So look outside and watch a sunset. 
watch a sunrise and go, wow. And then you'll understand that we are, we, we have to go beyond the mind now into the soul. And when we connect to this, we're magical beings. We could heal people, send energy. Do you ever get a phone call and, and wow, I was just thinking about you. Okay. That's you yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. That was a tap. You see, I know to follow that. I'm driving along, call Marin. I'm like, okay, I have, no, I have no time for this right now, but I have to. So there I go, I have to call you. So you have to follow that, those taps. Because, you know, oh, and then when I wanted um, to leave the rehab, I was, you know, I've been doing, working in rehab for 20 years, but I wanted to stop after eight. Like I'm like done, I have my own practice. <laughs> so this client friend comes in and she says, again, take a ride with me. I'm like, okay, I'll take a ride. She had a, this beautiful convertible. She lived in Denver. She's come in for a minute. She had to go do something at this rehab. And they said, hi, Audrey. And 12 years later, I'm, I'm there. And guess what? It was better for me to be there because it really deepened everything into my book that I'm writing. I've been writing a fast track to relationships, you know, and healing and everything. And I like to get to it quickly, the New Yorker in me quickly. So um, you get out of the way and follow where you're led. How do you manage your East Coast upbringing and that New York mindset and drive with the LA lifestyle of being more calm and in flow? How do you manage that? Everyone has, you know how you have, you already have coffee, you have celery juice every morning, right? And most people take a shower and they have a cup of coffee, right? Right. You have to have a practice. One, two, three, go like that fast. Cause I say you can take a shower for five minutes and you take a shower for 20 minutes. The work is done. You have to have a practice that aligns you into the connection of the iPhone cord. You have to, you know, in the light, the sun, the light. And you have to clear out negative energy every moment or twice a day. You have to say, I'm now commanding all negative energy to leave me. And it has to, the light has to come in through the top of the head. I always use the sun, move the sun, you know, you know, absolutely feel the sun in every cell and let it come and take the negative energy out your feet so that you're actually taking care of your computer and you're aligning for the day. You have to set the computer to the new day. I can't, if you, you know, I've been talking a lot about trauma, you know, on some media outlets and saying the trauma, it really is an overwhelming accumulation of too much. People always say, well, why now? That's because you've accumulated too much clothes in the closet and it's on overload, right? People from 9-11 came for treatment three years after. So trauma comes after and people don't understand that. They go, why now? because that's the nature of trauma. We can't hide things in our bodies. We'll get sick. Absolutely. You're tuned into Marin Costello Radio with our amazing guest, Audrey Hope. Audrey, I'm curious, where does your self-confidence come from? <laughs> Self-esteem, by the way, is something that every single person in the universe has to work on. Absolutely. Every single person has self-esteem. It's the jewel. It's the gold. You need it. You need it to manifest. You need it to survive the world. 
um, I'd like to take it to a spiritual level, which is, you know, you also have to be um, in boundaries of self-love and self-care and connected to a higher purpose, a higher source. But my self-confidence comes from my spiritual work. I've worked with a lot of great teachers. They didn't let me get away with anything. They said, you're not your story. You're beyond your story. I once had um, a three-day, I used to go away to my teacher in um, Montana, and she lived for a while in Arizona. And my sister had passed away from um, a heart attack. It was very sudden and very shocking. And I had this planned, uh, you know, to be with her. And she said, Audrey, you know, we could spend time on this or we can continue to do our work that we're here to do. And I said, I'm with you. I mean, it, 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 you know, we can complain, we could look at that, but you're here and you're not your story. So I did get over my sister's passing quite quickly. I did a body, I did, uh, ex, I screamed it out, cried it out, and I was back at work within two weeks and I loved her very much. It's possible. We don't have to spend long times. You know, it takes what it takes. But healing is possible for all of us, no matter what's happened. There's a common phrase in the spiritual community called, quote, doing the work. Um, but for those who might not understand what that means, can you explain what, quote, doing the work means? Well, I'll take it up a, a notch. It's doing the great work. That is a spiritual term. Doing the great work of evolving beyond the third dimensional reality into a higher reality, going up the tree of life, not being so primal with our base needs, doing the work to evolve, to grow, to become the light and not be so stuck in the Maya, which is the third dimensional story. You see? So that's mm -hmm. the great work to become the diamond your best self. That's truly the manual that has never been given to us. You know, I talk a lot about there's no manual, but if you knew how to play the game, we'd all be okay, right? Right. So I'm writing the manual, okay? Pain is good for you. Pain is good. Pain enlightens us, makes us grow. And we're here to understand that as you energetically get more light, the challenges increase. So when you look from a soul perspective, things make sense. You see? And if you understand that every, like people sometimes say, should I go right? Should I go left? Should I do this? And I say, it doesn't matter because that where you are is in your center point of where you need to be to learn what you need to learn. And that perspective, change your perspective, change your life will really help you get through things because go higher, take the carpet up and look down like Scrooge and, you know, in the Christmas Carol, look up. Why are you going through this relationship? Why are you with this person? Why did you have this family? What's going on? Why would you be put in a family that doesn't get you at all? <laughs> I get that question a lot because that's how it has to be. Let's put you in the forest and hope you can make it to the other side. Hopefully you'll, you'll see the wild lions and tigers and bears, and you'll be able to survive it and come out. We are to become warrioresses and warriors. That is the manual game. That is the true game in this time period. 
to learn to see. When do, when is your book going to come out? Do you think? Yes, my um, no pressure, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just agent. very excited. Yes, I've been working on it. It's 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 incredible because it's the first part is the relationships and everything you need to do fast track to do it. And then the next part is the prayer, the activation to bring it in. So that's, it's a two parter. So hopefully I'll have time. I didn't expect COVID to happen. So I can't wait. Um, we've said the word manifest quite a bit in this interview. And I know that's a very common term. It's very trendy to say manifest, but can you explain what manifesting is in layman's terms and how one would go about manifesting? Yes. I've people ask me the meaning of it. Um, it means to create your dreams and to create your life the way you imagine it. But on a deeper thing, not just what you want, but what you're meant to do, which is your life purpose, which is what Viktor Frankl found in the Holocaust, search for meaning. You know, he was stuck in the um, three years or they, uh, in the concentration camp, they wanted to free him because he's a doctor. And he said, no, I'm not going because I found my life purpose and my meaning by helping all the people in the concentration camp. And then when he got out, he was liberated. He started this thing called logotherapy, which is life purpose. You see, you don't go after happiness. You go after life purpose. So manifestation means being true to yourself, following your heart, speaking your truth, and for your greater reason for being alive. Why are you here? That's the question. Why are you really here? Is it for the white picket fence, the child, the, you know, the money? No. Why are you really here? And that's what you need to create from that deeper purpose. And that's the soul. That's the soul's reason for being here. So manifestation is to manifest from that source inside of you. Another hot topic is boundaries. <laughs> How do we create them? Well, I always say, if you can't do anything else, create boundaries, because you don't even have to heal if you just create boundaries, <laughs> truly. So if you have, I work with women who've been abused, make a boundary sincerely in your heart. I will never allow anyone to mistreat me or abuse me ever again. There's a boundary, you see? Or a woman saying, I will never give my power away to a relationship. These are really powerful things that change the DNA. So if you can find five of them that root in there, you're good to go. It's that important. It's not just, oh, I'll make a boundary. It's something that really touches you deeply. I will ne I never, I have a boundary. I'll never let anybody mistreat me. And I don't care who it is family member, whatever. I'm like in that. So I don't have to worry if someone's doing that. I got, I say, I got to go. Bye-bye. And so you live by that. And I work a lot with self-esteem with that creating boundaries, because I know if there are really good ones, they'll anchor someone in and they won't take crap anymore. And they won't take crumbs. They won't allow people to mistreat them because people hurt us. And it's important that we set not only boundaries, but how about a spiritual shield? Two feet above, two feet to the right, two feet, two feet all over, so that whatever comes in, 
doesn't affect and kill you or hurt your heart. So the boundary is really the shield. One of your beautiful quotes in your bio says, relationships are a science. Audrey believes that once, once one heals what is needed, they can pave the way for success in life and in love. What are some of the key pillars for relationships that you would like to impart on our listeners? Yeah, that's the fast track to true love. Okay, begin again. Feng shui everything that's old. Get it out on every level. Feng shui inside and out. Clear the space, be in the void, begin again, okay? Next thing would be to track the patterns that you need to look at. And so you don't, when you're conscious of what, let's say you've dated narcissists. Well, you know, we all know what a narcissist feels like. They always blame us for everything, right? So never again will I date a narcissist and that alone too. So the patterns, themes, and characters need to be tracked. You need to end taking crumbs, that boundary. I will no longer, and, and I will have patience. True love takes longer. You have to be okay with being all one, which is alone, because that's the void in the empty space that pulls in and magnetizes the right one. And a lot of women have a fear of being alone. A lot of men too. They, they divorce and they have to go marry someone right away. What's wrong with being alone? There's empty space. There's a lot of room to bring in to create new love. So that's a very important thing. Don't rush it. Don't settle. And look for the signs at the beginning. Do you know how many times I've heard it was there? I just wasn't paying attention. The signs are always there in the little moments and at the beginning. This woman was you know, divorcing her husband. And she was telling me that, well, when she was engaged, she cheated. So he cheated later, 25 years later. It's all there at the beginning, if you know how to look at it. So um, yeah, there's many things that one needs to take responsibility for the creation of one's life and stop blaming and being a victim. Well, he did this to me and she did that to me. No, no. End all victimhood and look at it and say, what does this mean for me? What am I supposed to see? And that's the power that we have to create. If there was one particular part of what you do, because you are such a multifaceted, multidimensional being, if you had to choose one healing modality or one part of your work, what would that be? What's your favorite one? Self-esteem. At the root of the root. Oh, and never to, to go like this. So, you know, people, who, I work with drug and addiction, you know, they go, there's so much shame in it. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but people do it. There, it just shows you there's signs that need, you have to look here to find the healing. So anything that self slaps, I'm bad. I can't believe it, it has to stop. That's the worst thing you can do spiritually. And it's the worst thing you can do in healing is to take yourself down. You have to treat yourself with respect and be gentle into I'm healing. I'm doing my best, but I'm going to treat myself gently on my healing thing without that harshness. 
You're terrible. You did it. Shame and guilt are tricks. They're tricks to take us down and divide us amongst ourselves. And you have to be very careful to not allow it. Guilt and shame. Dangerous. A crime. What does self-care look like for you? I don't apologize for it. I know what I need to do. And I know I need to walk in fresh air. I have my people. You always say I have my people, right? I'm going to take your word, my people, which is I have someone that does body work. I have someone I, I can call if I need to vent and say, I'm taking a spiritual break. I just need to vent, okay? I have all these things because I have to make sure I stay in the high vibrational frequency of the light. And I think of it as fire. I think I burn fire, violet fire, so that everything that goes in that doesn't serve me can burn. And I want to live in this high frequency because when you live in the high frequency, everything rises to match you. So self-care looks like staying, anything I need to do to stay in the high frequency. Watch for little things that take me down, people that annoy me. Watch for the little stupid things that take my attention off of that light. I just get up every morning early and I sit and make sure I'm, I'm, I'm in that space. And it, you know, until I touch my heart and I go, wow, it's here. Like I could feel the divine in my heart. And then I go, okay, I'm, I'm good to go, you know? So I work off of that divine. So I don't question myself because the thing that's important is intention. What's your intention? My intention is to work from that divine spot. So even if someone doesn't like it or doesn't like me or doesn't like what I'm saying, my intention was well-placed. I, I wish for you to become your best self. You mentioned living in high frequency. Can you break that down a little bit more for perhaps someone who might not know what that means? Yes. We know different sounds make us feel better, right? Sound is a frequency. That's another secret. Listen to beautiful sounds above 528 hertz. You can find them on YouTube. Sound tunes the piano of the body, right? Classical music is very high. Peaceful sounds are very high, they, they, they do something to our brain. They sort of like, you know, get all those things back to center. So that kind of frequency, that classical music kind of frequency, music of the spheres, is an energy. It's divinity. You know, a lot of people talk about God, but then they, they live in this low energy field. God is a frequency. I am God, I am the energy of God listening to those sounds, all those things lift you up into the space where you actually feel the divinity on your central nervous system. You see, God is a feeling. It's not a mental concept. You can go into a church and hear, or a temple and hear music and feel that's it. So people try to find it in the mind. You, thou shalt do this, thou shalt do that. No. It's more of in the silence. God is in the silence. Go into the forest and be silent. You'll find God. Look at an ocean. You'll find God. Look at the sunset. You'll find God. So that is a divine energy in the nervous system that makes us go, it's a feeling, wow, beyond 
And we, we have to be careful when we try to go on this path that we don't think too much because thinking, it's beyond the mind, beyond the thinking. That's the truth. And when we get people there, they find this inner peace and they go, ah, ah. So it's, that's what I mean. Does that explain it? Sure. Yes. You mentioned um, in the very beginning of the interview and now the importance of getting quiet. Can you explain that a little bit more? Because again, I'm, I'm speaking from my former self who didn't know what that meant, um, who didn't understand what being high frequency meant, who didn't understand the value of being quiet, who didn't understand how to manifest or what manifesting was. So I'd love for you to expound on getting quiet and what that looks like and what that means. You know, Woody Allen said he believed in the power of distraction and that was so brilliant. You know, we're always distracted. We're distracted from our God self. We're distracted from our light. Everything's a trick to keep us out of that. It's, it's true. So we have to turn and now we've got all this technology and even more so from COVID. It's very important that we remember that what we're seeking is in the pausing, the silence, and shutting it down. Because when we remove the distractions, we become naked in a way. All the clothing comes off. And then we find this silence. And as they say in music, the music is in between the notes, the pause. And in between the breath is where God is too, in between the in and out breath. And that's a very sacred place that will give you absolute chills in your body. You'll actually feel this, this chills to find that silence. And you have to understand you're not gonna get it with a lot of distractions and noise. So if we shh and shut up and stop thinking and stop talking, we'll know what it is. It's beautiful. Audrey, I can't believe it, but we've reached our hour, <laughs> our hour interview. How can our listeners find you? Thank you so much for that. Um, AudreyHope.com. And, you know, you can set up sessions on there now too. It's easy. And um, thank you so much for mentioning that. AudreyHope.com. Oh and I, oh, I also have my YouTube channel on relationships, Hope for Relationships, YouTube, Audrey Hope Now. And I've documented little five-minute, two-minute, one-minute things, all on little tricks you can do quickly. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. And I just appreciate you. And, and I know that this interview is going to help so many people. Thank you, Marin. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. What a beautiful interview with the one and only Audrey Hope. A huge thank you to Audrey for coming on the show. A big thank you to our radio station, Dash Radio, for hosting us and to our producers at Island City Media Group. If you liked this podcast, please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me on Instagram at Marin Costello and Marin Costello Radio. Wishing you all a beautiful day, and we will see you next week. Yeah, yeah. Looking back at the times we put in some crazy vibe. It's been me, it's been you. Only one that I would die for. 
You've been solid, been a hundred. Ain't nobody got my back when it comes for that loving. Oh, yeah. You put the gas in the coupe when yeah. I was down. It was you, they see yeah. the ground, they see you, yeah. Perfect too, ain't no deuce. I'm just loving what you do. Baby, stay up in my mind, yeah. Things that I never thought I would 